This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Hello, everybody. Today's talk is called Making Changes, the Power of Intention, Hypnosis, NLP, et al. We are going to be talking about goal setting and all kinds of things like that to actually accomplish things in the world. I talk a lot about meditation, and meditation is really learning about your own mind. And we could say that in learning about our mind, the ultimate goal would be uh, a sense of stillness, and that we would at first be able to experience that during a practice session of meditation. And then eventually, as we learn more, we would be able to carry that around with us more and more. But there are other benefits of learning what our minds are doing. And as we start to see what the landscape of our thinking is, and a lot of negative internal talk, and Um, how in the past I've talked about beliefs and how they affect our perception of the world and all that. Uh, On the level of self and accomplishment, as we learn how our minds work, we can begin to use tools to achieve change and betterment in our lives. Uh, We can learn to focus better. We can learn to make more money. We can learn to lose weight. We can learn to eat better. Um, Not only all that, but we can use these same tools to further our meditation and connection to being as well. There are many facets to living an optimal life, and we do want to be careful that we don't get too attached to that betterment, uh, that we don't get too lost in that good or bad. But on some level, we are self, and on some level, we do uh, need to accomplish. So self and ego are attached to these wants, and we need to watch how we apply the tools that I'll be talking about today. But all these things are very, uh, can be very effective. And today's show will be a brief overview of the power of intention setting, hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, uh, things like hemisync, uh, using goals and positive thinking. All these technologies uh, affect our opinions and beliefs, and hence they affect our perception of the world. So it's good to know about them. They can be really helpful. And if we don't know about them, we just don't have as many tools to approach the day. Uh, I do want to say that this is not at all a scientific discussion. There are many people who disagree completely with all the functions of what I'm talking about and any and all of these methods. And I don't want anyone to worry that I'm off the deep end. I hope that after my talk you'll understand that these are actually really pretty solid ideas and uh, good and useful, but I'm not concerned about you know proving them scientifically necessarily. Um, Wikipedia is a great resource if you want to look up any of these in more detail, uh, and obviously there's books on all of them as well. So today's talk, Making Changes, talking about all the different technologies of the mind. I was thinking about how to describe our interaction with the world, and I, I like the saying, the world is our putty. It's really, it's, you know, it's ours to sort of push around and morph to a certain extent, and, you know, we're in this kind of dance with the world and with things and we're allowed to be creative you know we affect change all the time in fact the only thing that's really constant is that there's change there's this energy underneath everything that's moving and affecting things and all that um, so we walk through life as incomplete systems we need sustenance to live you know our drives on the most basic level are for you know food and shelter and things like that but we walk around and we create those things for ourselves or we manifest them in some way we you know move things around we cook food if there's a glass on the table and i don't like it there i push it around you know that on some level is me being creative um we can obviously be much more creative than that um we're really a filter of our environment 
you know, I have a I have a friend who talks about it like if we were a baby sitting in the middle of a room and on one wall, you know, there's a movie playing of different images coming in. Somewhere outside that room, whatever that baby's experiencing is actually going on. There's there's a there's a reality there that's being created in that experience. And in all the different levels of from experiencing oneness to feeling completely separate, in the middle there is a self that's in a dance with the world. It's in a dance with everything. And so while we're doing that, to learn about visualizing success and uh, surrounding ourselves with positive intentions and things like that becomes very important. And the reason for that is, is that we are affected. We're a byproduct of what our environment is. And so uh, if you end up being surrounded by people who are really negative all the time and all they're focusing on is failure, that tends to manifest itself in your reality as, you know, potentially a negative outcome. I do want to say that if you are in that, that you're not doomed and that we don't want to get too attached to just always being around the good. I've had long talks about good and bad, uh, both in this show and offline with people. And we got to watch, we got to be conscious of what we're doing there with good and bad. But visualizing success is an amazingly powerful tool as we're in the world and trying to accomplish um, the dance that we're in with this world, it affects us. We're not separate. We are tied to these things around us. And so if we can come up with a positive outlook on things, it's a really important idea. All of these technologies use the manipulation of perception and belief. And I've talked in the past about how beliefs can hurt us, how unconscious beliefs about things, getting too attached to something that's not necessarily a truth, but it's something that we treat as a truth. The best use of this is to actually turn these things into opinions. And if we can make strong opinions about being successful and about accomplishing things, uh, our world ends up becoming uh, much more productive and much more uh, effective. I want to make a quick aside, and I've already sort of mentioned this, but there is definitely a fine balance between making things how we want them in the world and taking an appreciative stance or appreciating things as they are. Meditation is sort of the appreciation of things as they are and the watching of things as they are and building up that tolerance and that staying power and that commitment. And then we leave the seat and we go out into the world and we make dinner and we make money and we move around. And so there's a fine balance between making things how we want them and appreciating things how they are. That's our reality. This is, you know, the duality, if you will, of what we're doing. One is sort of learning that stillness and one is uh, learning how to create and be and, you know, manifest things in our world. This is one application of what the Buddha might have meant by the middle path. We have to do both of those. It's not an extreme. It's, it's right in the middle. It's, you know, we're both creating and we're both sitting still. So um, I thought that was an important thing to mention along the way. Now I want to go through and just discuss some of the different really high level, some of these technologies. And uh, to any of you that don't know anything about them, this will be a quick introduction and something that you can go learn more about. I will probably do more talks about these things in the future. And ultimately, uh, I use these to help with coaching and uh, some fitness training stuff I do. So um, I'll probably expand this as we go. Neurolinguistic programming in the beginning really is, um, it talks about how our brains are sort of made up of software and that we can change that software. It argues that all our inputs go through our internal five senses and 
we have a linguistic relationship to them and we end up forming beliefs and whatnot and that we can consciously change what our beliefs are about anything really we can attack phobias with this we can attack um, making positive anchors to um, associate certain success or um, you know if if I want to have sort of a little power statement if I'm going into a situation where I want to perform well uh, we can link ourselves to certain states of mind and states of being and this is actually really effective it actually really works well um, in the fast I've in the excuse me in the past I've definitely had phobias around public speaking and things like that and uh, neurolinguistic programming is really helpful in you know, overcoming some of those phobias and relinking things. And you can go back in uh, the past and deal with old memories and sort of shake them up. Uh, I know that Tony Robbins has mentioned things like scratching a record. Uh, you kind of change the old memory in such a way that it really can't come back and play the same way that it used to because you've mingled it with other thoughts and ideas. And so Learning neurolinguistic neuro programming or dealing with a coach who does that or reading books about it can be a really helpful way to sort of navigate the mind and deal with uh, phobias, learn how to be more successful, learn how to be more committed. Uh, it's a very powerful technology and something that's really interesting. So uh, please check it out. The next idea is uh, one of hypnosis. I wanted to talk about hypnosis just for a moment. This really describes the mind and you know a lot of hypnosis is a large field neurolinguistic programming is a large field I am only touching certain facets of these uh, ideas so please don't think this is a comprehensive discussion at all but hypnosis basically describes the mind in a way where we have both a conscious mind and an unconscious mind and the conscious mind is basically what we're aware of it has to do with what we want what our desires are and it is affected by good and bad and morality. The unconscious mind is more what handles you know, our heartbeat. It has no real understanding of right or wrong. Um, you know, it keeps your heart beating, it keeps you breathing, it does that kind of stuff. Uh, but the unconscious mind also, it just kind of moves forward and it's not affected by right or wrong and all that. A Relaxed state of hypnosis allows your conscious mind to let your unconscious mind, which a lot of people say is the majority of our brain, and again, here's where I'm not really being scientific at all, but some people think about it like your conscious mind is you know, 10% of your brain and unconscious mind is this big other part of your brain um, that we don't understand and really can't tap into. The concept of hypnosis is that through a relaxed state and through suggestions and things like that, you can accomplish getting into the unconscious mind where it actually is a much more productive way of being. If your conscious mind and unconscious mind have the same goals, uh, you can you know, accomplish things a lot better. If you've historically gone and eaten fast food all the time, I guess the idea here is that your unconscious mind kind of learns that that's okay, that that's a normal behavior and all that. And as your conscious mind decides, hey, that's not okay, it's not able to speak directly in some way to your unconscious mind and stop that behavior. But through hypnosis, you can sort of relax yourself into a state where you can get your entire mind in concept uh, on the same page with what your intentions are. Um, we all have the idea of somebody making somebody cluck like a chicken on stage and all that. Uh, I, that's neither here nor there. It's really not what I'm discussing at all. This is more about behavior changing. Uh, you can go and deal with 
uh, again, any kind of phobias, any kind of traumas, hypnosis can be helpful on all those levels. There are books on self-hypnosis. There are also hypnosis practitioners out in the world. Uh, it can be really helpful to quit smoking. Um, it can be really helpful to do a lot of things. So hypnosis is, a, is something that's a, a very uh, good technology to understand about and to know about and to uh, learn about. I also want to point out on the more cynical side of the street that we are on some level being hypnotized all the time by our surroundings. Again, we're in that dance with our environment and advertisers on TV use it all the time to link um, a certain state of mind or state of being with their product. Uh, you know, as we watch anything, as that's all going in, we sort of have this blending of who we are and what we think our opinions are and all that stuff. And that's all the time being pushed around by our environment. And, you know, advertisers know this very well as an example. So do some friends and people who are manipulative and understand how to, how to move people around. So we're on some level being hypnotized and programmed all the time. So if that's the case, why wouldn't we be the ones trying to do it? It makes sense if we take control of that on some level and pay a little bit of attention to our own programming, really. The next technology I want to talk about is uh, NLP and hypnosis are sort of big ideas of, you know, real things where we can go in and make changes. There are also things that are auditory and actually visual uh, sensations that can go into the brain and create... Uh, certain brain states. Uh, hemisync is one idea there where you would put headphones on and listen to sounds that aren't even always audible, but that actually get your brain into a brainwave state that might be similar to meditation, as an example. So as we meditate, our brainwaves go into a slower pattern or a, you know, a different pattern than what's normal. Uh, things like hemisync actually achieve that brain state without any sort of sitting and meditation necessarily and so you're sort of coming at the problem from the inside out and it's creating the physical uh, sensation of what meditation is like without actually trying to go through the the mind and all that and it's a it's a way that it can help you to learn about meditation I don't suggest that we only use hemisync to meditate but to learn to meditate it can be a really good tool and uh, it's definitely something that can bring about positive changes. People end up doing things like hypnosis talks and all that over hemisync uh, sounds, and so they can more deeply sort of sink into your brain and, and help you along your way. The last ones I'm going to kind of group together, and it's really discussing the power of goal setting, positive thinking, and setting intentions. Um, the power of intentions are huge. Goal setting is huge, and positive thinking is really, really important. If we talk about goals and accomplishments, you know, what might our goals be? Uh, one for me is definitely success in meditation, uh, finding peace. Some people have sports goals. Most people certainly have business goals. People might want to be a better friend. People might want to eat better. They might want to work out differently. They might want to get healthy and lose weight. Um, positive thinking and goal setting, it's kind of like when you decide on a car that you want to buy and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere what we think about is what we're creating for our reality on a, in a lot of ways and if we imagine success on some level we get success or we get the probability for success a lot more than if we imagine failure when we imagine failure we 
get failure, or again, we, you know, increase the probability of failure. And there's a couple reasons for this. It's partly because what we're focusing on directly affects our performance. Seeing success prepares the mind and body for the action. So let's say I'm going up to take a golf swing. And as I approach the ball, if I use my mind to visualize and I think and I believe <laughs> and use opinions on whatever level that I'm going to knock the ball right you know, onto the green, seeing that prepares both the mind and the body for that action. So we can envision that and we can you know, make it happen much more successfully. In the same way, seeing failure, seeing a slice or seeing uh, you know, a duff or whatever you want to call it in golf, it prepares our body and our mind for that. It's not, it's not carving the path that we want to go down, it's carving where we don't want to go down and it actually pulls us in that direction. Um, so that's, that's important, that it's actually, it does affect our performance. What our brain state is affects our performance and I don't think that's too irrational. That seems to make sense to me. The other reason that um, if we get, you know, if we think success, we get success and if we imagine failure, we get failure. The other reason for that is that our experience becomes what we imagine. And by that I mean, even if we're successful in the eyes of others, if we think we failed, if we're imagining failure, that's our experience and we feel like we failed. If we, on the other hand, walk through life and imagine success, even if other people's perception is that we weren't as successful as we thought or whatever, we walk through life feeling like like a success and so some people hear that and go well wait i don't want to be a success that nobody else appreciates and of course we don't want to be that but it's a much more positive way to be if you walk around and feel good about what you're doing and you're never going to manage what other people think about you so i suggest that uh the coupling of both it affecting your performance and it affecting your experience uh it's a good thing to uh, imagine success when we're coming at things what we'll find is that our mind doesn't really naturally do that. We mostly walk around critiquing everything. We walk around critiquing and having negative thoughts. And the, one of the biggest benefits of meditation in the beginning is learning how busy our mind is, how much we're saying to ourselves, and how negative we are, how much we're saying, I'm not good enough, I didn't do that right, my boss hates me. You know, my girlfriend or wife doesn't like me. This is going on. I can't believe I don't have better friends. As we go through that pattern in our mind, um, you know, that's the reality that we end up creating for ourselves. So we go through our day feeling all the physical effects that come from those thoughts, which are anxiety and stress and everything. So as we learn to meditate, or as we learn to just watch our mind, if you don't want to call it meditation, we'll start to see that we can replace those thoughts with better questions, as an example. And this is another tool of neuro-linguistic programming. What are good questions we can ask? How could I make my boss like me? You know, all of a sudden your brain will create that answer for you. How can I hit this golf shot better? Um, you know, do that and then allow your brain to see the success. The power of success is fantastic. And, uh, you know, goal setting again. If you sit down and do a 10-minute exercise and decide a course for your life, if you do no more than that, you're going to have a lot higher percentage of getting to what your goals are than if you do nothing. Because life tends to push us around if we're not paying attention. And as we walk around, the day just kind of comes up and takes us over, and we don't really know what happened. We end up falling in front of TV because we just want to turn it off, because we don't really know what we're doing with our mind. So we can affect our mind. We can affect uh, what we're doing. And accomplishment is something that's important and that we need to understand and deal with.
Uh, we also want to learn how it relates to stillness because that too is incredibly important. I hope this talk has been worthwhile. My name is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. My website is backtobreath.com. Please go check it out, get involved, send some comments, shoot me an email, sign up for my Frapper map. It's uh, on the right. It says, show me where you are. I'd like to know where you guys are. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Be kind to yourself and everybody else. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Let me turn it up.